0: Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. Isn't it good to be in church? Isn't it good to be in church? Okay, now we'll do the youth thing. Turn to your neighbor and say it's good to be in church. And say so God's going to speak to you this morning. God's going to speak to you this morning. Well, I've I've got a a message here, which is probably one you're all going to love to hear. Yeah, family lunch is canned today, by the way. we we're, we're just slipping in fa- family lunch before our fasting season starts. So, not that you're gonna make pigs of yourselves, but all I can say is get ready because we're going into a fasting season. And if you're part of if Highway Gilston, I've got an expectation as part of a family, when we eat together, we all eat together. But when we don't eat together, we all don't eat together. Are you ready? You ready for it? Come on, let's get excited. I'm gonna fast. I'm going to fast. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I want to talk a little about fasting this morning. Um, d- by the way, who, who, is, who has fasted before? for, for a, Not just as a diet, because let me make a distinction as we start. This is not a dieting season. This is a fasting season. Who has fasted before? Lots. Awesome. Awesome. And can I say when you fasted... Can you put your hand up if you felt God move over you with fasting or you saw God move when you were fasting? Okay, everybody, look at those hands. Look at those hands. So let me encourage you, if you haven't done it before, if there's an area in your life you're really struggling with, if you're looking for breakthrough for someone else, if you need something to shift, maybe fasting could be a key. This can be the very moment that God moves in your life. Because I believe as we move in the physical, what does God do? Moves in the spiritual. Sometimes it takes us to step out by faith and do something and God will meet us where we're at and he'll put his anointing where we are and something will shift. Something that we can't explain, but it just does. And I believe it's because there's been something shifted in the heavenlies because we can't see it, but we know there's powers and principalities and powers and authorities all over us. We know there's, there's control that happens to us and things speak to us and things happen around us we can't explain. I can explain it. But when we fast, something shifts. It gives us an authority that we didn't have before. So can I encourage you if you haven't fasted, listen intently. So this week is our eighth birthday and um, I've been here since day one and it's been such a pleasure to be part of Highway South and then Highway Gilston And our God has been so faithful. I got up this morning and I was remembering some of the people that are here, but also some of the people that aren't here. The ones that have found Jesus, come into into our congregation and found Jesus as their Lord and Saviour. The ones that have come in and been healed. The ones where lives have been restored. The ones where families have been knit back together. And I was thinking back at these stories and I was thinking, God has been moving. I wish we had a, a book of testimonies which... Claire has started to put together now for prayer and other things um, to look back. But then I thought maybe I don't want to look back all that much. I want to look forward to what he's going to do in the future. So part of my fast could be for that. I've had three sons, and um, when they said they were hungry, um, it meant there was going to be no food left in the fridge. Um, they would come home and they were walking eating machines. They'd <laughs> walk in the house and start picking up food, and you'd try and hold them off for dinner, and then after dinner, whatever you put in the fridge, by the time you got up the next morning, there was nothing in the fridge. That was just the way it was. And when they said they were starving, they, they weren't starving. They were just a bit hungry. Um, but in their eyes, they were starving. And so we're talking about going into a fast, and, and I, w- I wonder how many of us, we think physically, we're actually starving. When probably in this Western world, we're not really. We don't really know what that, me- that word means. Um, but I wonder what our spiritual starvation is like. I wonder what we're, we're just like the boys that turned up my boys at the home when they came home. They they weren't really hungry. They just were boys and they just wanted to eat. Actually, they probably were always hungry. But we were just hungry. But we, we weren't real. They weren't really starving. They just ate. And and I wonder if some of us just turn up here and we sit at the table at church on Sunday and we sit and read our Bible, and we just continually we eat, we eat. But we're not really starving for the word. We're not really. Pressing into God like, this is my existence. This is, if I don't have this, then I'm going to die. And, and I wonder if, if when we're fasting, we're giving up food in some sort of measure, it's going to remind us that as your tummy growls, and you know when you haven't got any food in your stomach, that, that's a natural reaction. Your stomach starts to churn and it starts to growl. That when you get that growling feeling, that gnawing feeling in your stomach that says, I want food that you're going to have the same reaction in the spirit, for spiritual things. That you're actually going to hear, hear this gnawing of your spirit that's saying, I need you, Jesus. I need you for breakthrough in this area. I just, I just want to be closer with you. I want to hear your voice. I want to feel your touch. I'm hungry for you. I pray that every single one of us get a touch more of that in this season as we fast. So I don't know what this fasting is going to look like for you, I'm not going to say you have to water fast or you have to fast this or fast that or fast the other. But one thing I do know is that I believe all of us within, I don't know what medical conditions some of you might have, but all of us should fast food in some measure. I just really believe that. Um, I believe we can fast social media and we can fast TV, which I agree with that 100%. Do both if you want to. But there's just something about missing out on food in your body and it seems to magnify what God is doing in your life. So we're going to go through a few stories in the Bible um, and hopefully you're going to pick up a few things about fasting. Um, this fasting was, was not just a lack of eating. It was, it was a time to focus your attention on God. So can we take ourselves off the stress of not eating, and put ourselves in the position that, God, I'm going to focus on you. Yes. And I don't know if you're going to fast or not, I, I'm, I'm planning on starting something, and if you want to um, run with all, what I'm doing, that's great. Highway as a whole, uh, we've got a, a web, on our website, we've got a grow portion of our website now, and on there is, is some links where you can go to the Daniel fast, if you'd like to do the Daniel fast. Uh, as, a, as a church... We're going to pray into the season. and We're not just going to fast. If on your seats there's some cards. And so we're, we're going to do a 21-day fast as a church. So the first week, I think it's for the church, is it? Our house. The, the next week, it's for yourselves, for your house. And the next week, it's going to be for the world. So we're going to focus and we're going to see what God's going to do as we pray and fast together as a body. So you ready for it? You ready for it? You're enthusiastic? Yeah. We'll find out what you're like after a week of fasting. Did you know that, that fasting is actually mentioned more times in the Bible than baptism? And maybe this could be the secret weapon in your life that you've never used. A secret weapon that maybe you need to take up at this time. You know, can I can I say that fasting is not earning an answer to prayer? It just—it just somehow, somehow, when you do this, it's like whether your eyes are more attentive to God or His eyes are more attentive to you. I don't know what it is, but when you pray, it just seems to be more powerful when you when you're not eating, or maybe even maybe even after the season. Sometimes I've fasted, and I actually haven't seen the breakthrough straight away, but over the next week and months, I've seen God move. So don't doubt that when you do, if you, if you do, and hopefully you will do something, that you will see the hand of God moving upon your life. Because it says in 1 Peter 3.12, it says, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and His ears are attentive to their prayer. So He does, he does hear your prayers, and when we fast, I think it makes, makes it even more in, in alignment with what He wants to do for you. From 1 John 5.15, it says, if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him. And as I said before, what we do in the physical realm can bring a release in the spiritual realm. Um, And you've all seen it. Uh, Have you ever laid hands on someone? I'm not talking about... um, (laughs) Have you you laid hands on someone? (laughs) Have you laid hands on someone that way? (laughs) Sorry, Tamara. Tamara. (laughs) <laughs> but you know when you lay hands on someone and you feel you can, when you're praying for them you, when you're praying and all of a sudden you feel the surge go through you and it's not me, it is not the person laying hands on them, it's just somehow that you're a conduit for God and just the fact that you're putting your hands on somebody, there's this surge goes through and it touches the person, you've probably seen them fall over or, or shake or do whatever else We don't, by the way, we don't push anyone over I do not push anyone over. I leave that to God. He's quite capable to do that. So when, you, when your hands are touched, touching on someone, there is something of a spiritual impartation happens as you put your hands on someone. When you raise your hands, it's like these antennas are going up. And as you raise your hands, there's something that shifts in your life. I don't know what it is, but something seems to shift. Especially the first few times you do it. Do it. Afterwards, you sort of get used to it and you just do it out of rote. But the first few times you do it, God, it's, it's like something intensifies in, in your spirit. And it's that physical act of lifting your hands. Somehow there's a connection with God. Well, the way that those two are connected, I believe that as we fast, as we do something physically in our body, there's a connection that happens with God and it amplifies what we're doing in, in, in the world. You know, if you loved your, if you loved your wife or your, or your children or your friends and it was an internal thing, and there was never an external outworking of that, they wouldn't believe you. It wouldn't be real. So our faith, can I encourage you as we fast, the internal feelings or belief system that you have inside, as you fast, it can be a a moment in time where you're actually outworking that in a physical way by not eating. We'll get into more later on what, what fasting does, but John Wesley said, Can we turn it from a day of fasting to a day of feasting? Can I encourage you, if you don't write anything down this morning, write that down. Can I turn my day of fasting into a day of feasting where I'm going to feast on God? I'm going to spend time with my God. And the time that I spent preparing food, the time that I spent going to Woolworths to buy food, I'm going to stop and I'm going to turn it to a time of feasting where me and God are going to sit down at the table and we're going to feast together. I'm going to worship him. I'm going to honor him. I'm going to read his word. And I'm going to press into him in this time where it's going to be a time of feasting for me. You know, if you wonder in the Bible, and we all know there's been, there's been lots of times they, they prayed and fasted. Moses, Elijah, Jesus, and Daniel all fasted for 40 days straight. Most of those were water-only fasts. Have another show of hands. Who, who's done a water-only fast? A few of us, yep, a few of us. And tell me, can I ask you, it obviously didn't kill you, but did it, did it affect you in any way negatively when you did a water fast? No. Did it hurt you in any way? So can I encourage you, (laughs) except Claire said it did. It hurts while you're doing it. But the outward result is it doesn't hurt you, it actually sets you free. And you do know, not only spiritually it sets you free, you do know there's medical benefits. Because I looked down at these names, Moses, lived for 120 years, and when he died, he was still as strong as a young man. And I wonder if fasting had something to do with that. I believe his, his spiritual atmosphere, but also I wonder if fasting had something to do that for him as well. You know, Paul did it for 14 days, and he did it for 10 days another time. Peter fasted for three days. The early church fasted often. So I'd like to look quickly in, in Matthew 6. And I'm going to read from verse 2 first. And it says, we're on the screen. Can we all all read those first four words? You ready? So when you give. Jesus was not asking us to say, if you give. He was saying, so when you give. When you give. When you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. So the first thing is, when you give to the needy. And if you you know where this came from in in Matthew 6, Jesus is standing up next to the Sea of Galilee, and he's standing on a hill, and he's preaching his first sermon or sermons. And he's standing for the people, and he's encouraging them. Not telling them off, he's encouraging them. That when you when you give a lifestyle of giving, and I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about a lifestyle of giving. Giving to God your praise and worship. Giving your love to people who need to be loved. Giving a hope by your evangelistic efforts where you're telling them about Jesus. Sure, there's the money side where we give our 10% if you believe in tithing. But there's also that the, the, the time where we give of ourselves in many ways. Let's not just use our tithings to say yes I've tithed, I've paid my dues and so I can just go on living exactly the same. But it's a lifestyle of giving. I believe in breakthrough from tithing and I believe in breakthrough as we give. So Jesus said when you give. The next thing in verse 5 he said, what do we say can we read that out? First four words oh sorry in verse 5 is it up there? There you go. And when you pray, not if you pray, when you pray. Can I encourage you? And it's saying when you pray, do you live a lifestyle of prayer? When you're driving in your car and someone's, um, either a picture of someone jumps into your head or a thought jumps into your head, do you start praying for that person instinctively? Before you go for your next job interview, do you pray before you go? When you wake up in the morning, do you pray first thing as you wake up, say, God, will you today I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to follow you today. Do we live a lifestyle of prayer, not just if you pray, but when you pray? And it says, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen. The next one is in verse 16. Actually, no, when you pray. Does anyone here know the Lord's prayer? Paul does. Do you want to say it for me? <laughs> awesome. Can I encourage you all? (laughs) Sorry, we got that last bit wrong, did we? (laughs) That's right. That's right, it's not. (laughs) Sorry, there's just a bit of, um, what do we call it? Contention about what was actually in the Bible just there. <laughs> but can I encourage you, if you're going to learn scripture, learn that scripture first. He's taught us how to pray, to pray. And then after praying, after teaching us to say, when you pray, guess what the next thing he told us? When you fast. Not if you fast. But when you fast, so, and I've lost the scripture. Have you got it up? Matthew 6, oh, it's, that's why, it's 9 to 18. Yeah, so in verse 16, we go to verse 16, that's it. When you fast, do not look somber like the hypocrites do. For they disfigure their faces to show their fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward and fill. But when you fast, put oil on your head. In other words, allow God's spirit to rest upon you. <laughs> I'm not going to look anywhere, but is that for bald people polishing their head? LAUGHTER <laughs> And wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you're fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. I love the fact that, that Jesus gave us keys here to live our life and live our lives well. So my iPad didn't work this morning, so I've quickly printed these out before I got up here. And it's not quite correct. And I've lost two pages. And there they are. Awesome. You know, as we humble ourselves before God, as we fast... I believe it it really does set us up to win and it really does set us up for spiritual benefits that we never ever thought of in our lives. In Isaiah 58, 5 to 14, um, it says to us that when we fast, it's talking about a physical fast, but it's talking about living a lifestyle of fasting. It says, when you fast... It says it in verse 6, it says it unties the cords of the yoke. So if there's something that's holding on to you and you feel like you're tied to something and it just keeps grabbing you and you can't let go, fasting actually can untie the cords of the yoke that you're stuck in. So if you're, you're in a situation now in your life and you keep on going around the mountain, you keep on getting stuck in the same situation, can I encourage you to fast? Fast and pray. Because my word says it unties the cords of the yoke and sets the oppressed free. In verse 8 it says the light will break forth like a dawn and your healing will quickly appear. It says in verse 9, we will hear God's voice when you cry to him. Isn't that great to know that he hears our voice? And it says as as a promise, we will be like a well watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fade. And we will be actually overflowing with joy. Do you want joy? As as I was singing this morning and, and I was, I love worshiping God. But sometimes we fall in this trap of falling of, of almost lowering ourselves down, which is a good posture to be in. And it's almost like woe was me before God, but I love worshiping from a place of I love you, Lord. I want to shout. I want this thing that's in me to come out. I want to express how grateful I am to you. I, I don't want to just sit there and, and God, I love you, Lord. I want to say, I love you, Lord. I want it to be so expressive out of my life. And not just in here, you know, (laughs) sometimes I say it too loud and people hear me outside of here. But I want it to be like that. That it just wells up within me. These wells that that keep me strong for eternal life. You know, in 2 Corinthians 12, verses 9 to 10, it says, his perfect... His power is made perfect in weakness. Okay. So I'm going to quickly rattle off just a few points. So fasting... Reminds us we are dependent on God alone at the end of the day. You know, those men that fasted for those 40 days and 14 days, they did it because they were dependent on God. And that Sermon on the Mount that was preached, he said those things because he wanted us to be dependent on God. The next thought is that fasting can bring freedom from temptations and overcome temptations. In Luke 3.23, and I'm going to quickly go through these, Jesus is baptized by John. And it says after his baptism that he is full of the Holy Spirit. And who is here is full of the Holy Spirit? Come on. everybody says We're full of the Holy Spirit. Made in God's image. We're full of the Holy Spirit. So what did he do after he was full of the Holy Spirit? Did he go out and start preaching? Did he go out and start ministering straight away, even though he was full of the Holy Spirit? What he did was he went to the wilderness and fasted for 40 days. There's something about fasting that shifts not just being full of the Holy Spirit, because after 40 days, it says in Luke 4.14, and even though he had gone in the wilderness 14 days and the the devil had tempted him, in Luke 4.14 it says he returned to Galilee in the power of the Holy Spirit. I just don't want to be full of the Holy Spirit just to have a good feeling. I want to be full of the Holy Spirit. So Lord, can you transform me being full of the Holy Spirit into being full of the power of the Holy Spirit? And God, if it's good enough for Jesus to be full of the Holy Spirit and to have to fast for 40 days, then maybe my being full of the Holy Spirit, something in my fasting is going to shift something in my life. Where I'm going to be like Jesus and I'm actually going to start walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. Because do you get frustrated when you, when you pray for people for healing and they don't always get healed? Well, I know that's going to happen because God's in control and God's the master. But do you get frustrated? Do you get frustrated when you pray for people and, and it doesn't? the prayers don't exactly get answered the way you thought? Well God, as I fast, Lord, I pray. And I pray the power of the Holy Spirit is going to flow through us. Us. As we learn to fast. That, that we would bring authority and breakthrough into people's lives. That God, it's like a horse. You've got a wild stallion that can run around everywhere. He's full of energy, full of energy, but you put that bit in its mouth and it comes under the control of something and, it, and it's still full of vigor, but it goes where it has to go. It, does, it moves how it should move by the master controlling it. I want to be like that horse with a bit in its mouth. That when he gives that little tug, I go this way or I go that way and I don't miss it. And when I get there, I'm full of the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, the disciples went out and Jesus sent them out two by two. And they they were healing people. Amazing things were happening, but I wonder if some stage in this going out, they just decided that, yes, I, I, I can see that God's healing through me, so now I can just do it. And they met a boy who a, who's, who's had a demon and he was, he was sick. And they couldn't heal him. They couldn't heal him, so they brought the boy to Jesus. And Jesus says, Did you, do, do you not know that these things only come out by prayer and fasting? Does it, ever th- it doesn't hit in my mind sometimes as I pray for people. Maybe I've got to fast for this person. Maybe I've got to lay something down so that God will lay something, build something up in them. So can we never be the, like the disciples that turn into a rote where they're just going out and doing it on their own but maybe we fast to, to learn how to rely on Jesus more. Daniel, and we haven't got time to read through the scriptures, but Daniel fasted because he wanted guidance from God. So as we fast. God hears and he actually answers as we fast. Daniel turned away and it says, in Daniel 3, it says that he turned away from something desirable. But when he turned away from something desirable, he found himself being greatly desirable of God. And and I hope that's in us as we fast. See, he ate no pleasant food, he ate no meat, he ate no delicacies, he ate no desirable bread, he ate vegetables and he drank water. And it opened up the door for him. Because if you know the story, an angel appeared to him and gave him the answer that he was inquiring about as he fasted. But more than that, and doesn't this sound like we believe as Pentecostals? In verse 9 to 10 it says, he fell on his face. And I believe he fell on his face because God touched him. It says God's hand touched him and his hands and feet started to tremble. So as he fasted, God came and spoke to him and answered his prayer. And then then after that, as he continued fasting, God's spirit came upon him in a greater measure to enable him to not just hear what God had said, but then to enable him to go out and do what God had said. And it all came from breakthrough and fasting and prayer. And Nehemiah fasted before his building project. Jesus fa- fasted, as we've said before, over temptation. I could go through the list, Esther. I could keep on going through Moses, blah, 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 blah. So many people that fasted and they all found breakthrough. So as we fast, can we go away from the cravings of food and, and come to God and say, Lord, I crave your word. Lord, I crave your presence. Lord, I crave to have more time to pray. Lord, I crave to see others healed. Lord, I crave to see others saved. And may we hunger and thirst for those things as we fast. You know, even the... the, I was listening to some stories of, of men who in our time have fasted and the breakthroughs that have happened. But the heroes of our faith, there was a man named John Knox and he fasted and prayed so much that the Queen, of, Queen Mary said she feared his prayers more than the armies of Scotland. John Calvin prayed, Martin Luther prayed, but they did not just pray, they all fasted. John Wesley, and if you know John Wesley, he was a great revivalist, the founder of the Methodist Church, which at that time was bursting with revival, he fasted twice weekly, from sunup to sundown. Charles Finney, a revivalist in the 1880s, fasted regularly each week, and if he didn't feel like God's spirit was moving in a meeting the way it should, the first thing he would turn to is fasting. So, when he felt his revival meetings were not effectively introducing people to Jesus, he fasted. And he fasted until he saw breakthrough. Can I encourage you? Can we deny our flesh to see breakthrough? So, there's some reasons to fast, and they should be up on the screen. Hopefully. I'm sorry, I'm going all over the place, team. So some reasons to fast is to strengthen prayer. To seek God's guidance. If you want to know about a situation, you're saying, God, give me wisdom. Can I encourage you to pray and fast? Seek God's guidance. To seek deliverance or protection. If there's something that's hanging on to you and you cannot shake it, then fasting could be your your key to being set free. To express repentance and return to God, fast. To humble oneself before God. And, yeah. I won't read up the scriptures. To minister to the needs of others, fast. To overcome temptation and dedicate yourself to God, fast. To express love and worship to God, have you ever thought that before that I'm not fasting for what I need I'm just fasting because I love you so much to God and I just want to do something extra to show how much I love you so I'm just going to give up my food for a while so people for us you all know we're all addicted to something don't you okay if I was going to ask the question who is addicted to sugar So can I tell you, if you start fasting, your body is going to start screaming. It's going to start saying, I want sugar. Your mind is going to walk past the shops and you're going to see that Toblerone or you're going to see whatever it is. And your, your mind is going to go, I need it. I need it. I need it. It does. Can I encourage you? This is where, where your resilience comes in as you fast. Maybe you're addicted to caffeine. Yeah, I see that hand. <laughs> and if you're fasting and you give up on caffeine, you're probably going to get the shakes. It's going to happen. I'm not speaking that over you, but it's, yeah, it's going to happen. But that's okay. As you start shaking... God, I'm, I'm doing this for you. I want to get close to you. Doesn't matter if I shake. Doesn't matter if I get headaches from lack of sugar. Doesn't matter whatever happens, Lord God. I'm going to fast because I want to press into you. I want to see more of you. And as a church body, as we pray for 21 days, Lord, I believe that your spirit's going to be poured out in this place. And what I'm giving up is going to be far less than what we're going to receive, Lord, because I'm fasting. If we live in that attitude, what could happen? Can your imagination start to run right and see God moving in spectacular ways? So, if we're going to fast, we're going to start. Next week is Vision Sunday, by the way. So I encourage you all, do not miss Vision Sunday because our, lead, our senior pastors, Pastor Boren and Graham, we're going to live stream from Ormo down here and we're all going to sit and we're going to hear the vision for this year. And then the next day, as a church, can I encourage you, we're going to start fasting. Um, if you'd like to know exactly what you should do, uh, for me personally, I, I've got a bit of a plan. It might change, but I don't think so. I'm going to try and do three days, because me personally, I lose copious. Last time I did a three-day water fast, I lost eight kilos in three days. And you know I'm skinny, so I, I just can't get too much skinnier. Um, so I'm going to try and do three days of either water or just a bit of juice to start. And then I'm going to try and kick into something where I'm not going to probably, I'm not going to eat meat. I'm not going to try and, I'm going to stick to the Daniel fast for the rest of the time. I don't know what God's calling you to do. It might be that maybe you're just going to fast from sunrise to sunset. Maybe you're just going to miss one meal. Maybe you're going to do something, but can I encourage you, make a plan and try and stick to it as best you can. And in those times, when your stomach is yawning, say, God, I want, I want to have that hunger for you. I want to press into you. Let this, let this remind me how much I need you at this time. can I encourage you. Some of you are going to have an emotional experience as you fast. It's called pain. Some of you are going to have an emotional experience where God's actually going to come upon you and you're going to feel his presence like never before. Some of you won't, but that doesn't mean your fast is not effective. Some of you are going to see the answer straight away and some of you, you're not going to see it straight away. and Some of you might never see it, but something is going to change and something is going to shift in you as you Fast. As you fast, I believe it's going to plug into the power of God. Yeah. And can I encourage you? Choose a fast that you can fast. Yeah. I, I would love to say that I'm going to do a 21 day water fast. I might have it in me, but I doubt it very, very much. I've never done it. Has anyone here done a? a a long fast 21 days? I've done a f- long fast before. One person's don't, just, water just, water? just, okay, has anyone done just water fast 21 days? One person. There you go. If you, wanna, if you want me to tell you who that person is, come and see me out. Or I'll see if I can, I, I'll get permission first. And maybe you want to go to speak to them because can I encourage you if we're going to fast, plan your fast. Um, if you're planning on doing a water only, get some vitamins, get some get something that's going to put some goodness in your body. Um, not that you want to eat on those, but something that's going to maintain you because, and because you will get weak, especially the first three days. Then, with me personally, three days I'm just had it. But then after those three days, my energy starts to come back and I start to feel really good. And I actually feel more aware spiritually after those first three days. There's something, sh- I don't know what it is, but there's something that shifts in me and I start to feel closer to God. I can hear His voice a bit better. Um, I don't know what the link is, but most people feel that, that after three days you start to feel that, that, that time where your energy comes back. And the other thing I'd like to, to, to advise you all on is, and go to a website because it'll tell you how to come out of a fast. If you've been fasting, do not, do not, that's right. Hungry Jack's is not there on the first day. Macca's is not there on the first day. Because if you do, your stomach's going to blow up, your digestive system is going to go like crazy, and you're going to find yourself in a really bad state. So as you come into fasting, ease out of fasting. And I'm saying this is some practicalities. So, as we, we're going to press into our 14-day fast, 21-day fast. I believe that God's going to speak to you. Yeah. I, I, as I said before, I don't know what that looks like for you. I don't know what God's going to tell you, but I know as a church we're going to do 21 days. I, I, I don't know what it is, but can I encourage you, can you please stick to fasting something for those 21 days? If, if you can't do food because physically your body is, is weak and you can't do food, can I encourage you? You can do something, whether it's chocolate. Um, many people, as I said before, fast social media, and I'm going to try and knock that right back too. I do a little bit of it for church, but I'm going to try and knock that right back. Because I just don't want to give up my time and spend it on social media. I want to spend my time focusing on God. As a church, this could be the greatest breakthrough we've ever had as we fast as a church. 2023, as as I said in the beginning when I first came back, I'm really excited about 2023. And when the baby's coming, you pray that the baby's coming well and whole. So when the baby's coming, and I believe God's got something for us this year, can we pray into it? Can we also fast into it? That God is going to do something in your personal life and something in this church as well. Are you excited? Yes. Are you excited? So can we, it's a bit of a practical sermon this morning. Can you all close your eyes? God, I, I pray for every single person here. And we've got a week before we start our fast, Lord. I pray, Lord, you'd speak to us. Speak to us, Lord God, individually to see what we are going to dedicate ourselves to in this fast. Lord, I pray, Lord God, you'd remind us over the next week about this fasting season. I pray, Lord God, your spirit rest upon us, Lord God, Lord, over this next week, Lord God, that that same spirit that we're full of, that as we fast, Lord, we won't just be full of your Holy Spirit, but after the fast, we'd have the authority of the Holy Spirit upon our lives. I pray and ask, Lord God, Lord, whatever this looks like for every person, you'd speak to them now, Lord, I pray. Let us have a plan, Lord, I pray, that as we go in, I pray, God, as we spend time this week planning what we're going to fast, Lord, I pray, that God, Lord, by next Monday, there'll be an excitement in our spirits of what you're going to do, an excitement for the breakthroughs that are going to happen. So, God, Lord, I pray for your power to be upon each and every one of us. I pray for your strength to be upon each and every one of us. That next week as we come together, Lord God, we, we would just have this enthusiasm in us, Lord God, that God is going to speak to me during this fast. God is going to do something miraculous in my life during the fast. And God, we would even have experiences like Daniel did. Where God actually turns up and speaks to us, Lord. And then more than that, as we continue to fast, that God pours out His spirit upon us in such a greater measure. Now, I don't know if you all know God in this room, but you've got to know that God is not mean by saying that when you fast, He's like a good, good father that leads his children. And he leads them to good places because the end result is going to be great. The end result is going to mean expansion. And I don't know if you know God here, but if you don't or if if you feel like you've drifted and you need to say, God, I want to first of all say, God, will you reveal yourself to me? I put it out there God Lord that I need you and God Lord I want to live my life for you because I believe you're real and I want to experience this I don't just want it to be just a one off prayer I want it to be a lifestyle that I live with I want it to be a a communication between you and me a, a place Lord God where I know that you're my heavenly father and I feel you every day if that's you Do you want to raise your hand and I'll come and speak to you afterwards if that's you. Fantastic. For the rest of us, Lord, as we've chosen to live for you, may this fasting season be such a, a time, Lord, of expectation and joy, Lord, as we expect you to move in our lives, Lord, I pray. And as a church, Lord, as we hear your vision, may we run with that, Lord, I pray. So can we all stand? Lord, I pray for every single one of us as we stand before you, Lord. And God, Lord, I just lift up my hands, Lord, as a sign, Lord, That, Lord, you'd pour out your spirit upon your church. That, God, we put you back in that rightful place as the head, as Lord over this place. And, God, Lord, as we go into the season, Lord God, the season of fasting, Lord God, I just pray, I just pray that this would not be a time where we shrink back, but a time where we press in more to you, Lord, I pray. Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.